This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. So here you are, too foreign for home, too foreign for here, never enough for both. Ijoma Umbinyo Diaspora Blues. What makes you smile and adds a spring to your step? What does it mean to belong? And how do we build a home away from home? Diaspora Blues is a show that contemplates what is and what could be. Join Ayan every Monday at 2.30pm on 3CR Community Radio. You're listening to Diaspora Blues on 3CR Community Radio, 8.55am. I am Ayan Shirwa. This week, Lisa Divisi joins me to talk about Shifting Subjects, a podcast about the Asian-Australian life. That's all I'm going to say for now. I'll let Lisa tell you more after this track.
Brown Snake by Thelma Plum. Fun fact, Brown Snake isn't actually about reptiles. That is what I thought, but it's not. It's a nickname for Brisbane River, the longest river in southeast Queensland. Brown Snake is from Thelma's 2022 album, Mianjin, and Mianjin is also Thelma's hometown. I've had a few jobs over the years. None I've really loved. A mate suggested I use my skills to teach. Turns out I only needed to study for under two years. Now I'm in demand in a secure career I love. Come on, kids, gather round. Are you ready? Fast track your study and start teaching sooner with an accelerated learning program. Visit vic.gov.au forward slash teach the future. Authorised by the Victorian Government, Melbourne. From Iran to the Americas, the Pacific to Palestine, and here in so-called Australia, people are standing up for freedom and liberation. This May Day at Melbourne State Library, join the voice of Revolution Iran Melbourne, the Black People's Union, renegade activists, unionists, and people from all over the world as we stand together in understanding that we are all in this together. A lineup of speakers and music from around the world demanding justice and celebrating our common struggles and our common humanity will be announced on the event page soon. You can find the event by searching May Day for Freedom and Liberation on Facebook. May Day for Freedom and Liberation, 5.30pm, Monday 1st of May at State Library, Victoria. A 3CR community radio supporter. Hello 3CR listeners, I'm Giselle Hanna from Accent of Women and Asia Pacific Currents and I'm appealing to you to subscribe to 3CR to keep radical voices on air. I've been a volunteer and broadcaster at 3CR for over 20 years and I can say categorically that radical voices like ours that bring you stories of extraordinary, incredible women from across the world leading grassroots struggles Well, those voices just aren't welcome in the mainstream media. You won't hear about the struggle against Samsung's human rights abuses against its workers in South Korea. You won't hear about the plight of the Myanmar resistance against the coup on any other station, at least not the way we tell it here at 3CR. So be a comrade and go to 3cr.org.au forward slash subscribe or call the station on 94198377. This podcast is made on the lands of the Wurundjeri, Woiwurrung and Boonwurrung peoples of the Eastern Kulin Nations. We pay our respects to their elders past and present. Sovereignty was never ceded. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. Hi, I'm Lisa DeVissi. I'm an audio producer and journalist, and I'm Asian-Australian. My mum's Vietnamese and my dad is Italian. When I was growing up, a red-headed politician got up in Parliament and said that Australia was in danger of being swamped by Asians. Since then, I've absorbed all sorts of messages about what being Asian in this country might entail, from news media, popular culture and the larger zeitgeist. But in my new series, Shifting Subjects, I'm more interested in seeing things for myself... All right, here we go, here we go. (laughs) This season, I'm bringing you five stories, and they're all pretty different. 
I try to sort out my feelings around footy by talking to Asian Australians who live and breathe it. Yeah, the adrenaline kicked in. I was like, yes, you know, this is it. My team won, we won. Immediately there was the inclusive language as well. It's like, we won, but this is our team and, you know, us. I spend a day at a tofu factory with Kem Lee Lei, who's been making it by hand for 30 years. You feel hard or soft, or you feel good or no good, and you stop and you balance with your mind, but the machine can't do that. I learned how the artist Angie Pai holds space for her Confucian and Taoist values in a contemporary Australian context. You teach me, oh, when people are mean to you, just be nicer to them because then they won't be mean to you. That doesn't work, you know? And there's more. It's all part of my effort to understand what Asian Australian can mean. Because the term Asian Australian is broad as hell. It's an overflowing container, a complex, vibrant and contradictory one filled with diverse journeys, geographies and experiences. It includes some things that I know a lot about and many others about which I know nothing. My working theory is that a story is a bit like a sonic photograph, representing a subject at a moment in time before that subject shifts into something else. Shifting Subjects is a liminal podcast and a proud member of the Broadwave Podcast Network. Episode 1 launches on the 30th of March, 2023. Subscribe to it wherever you listen to podcasts and please, please tell your friends. And if you're in Melbourne, come to the launch of our series. There's details in the show notes. With me in the studio now is the host and writer of Shifting Subjects, a podcast that I've become absolutely smitten with. I'm so glad to have Lisa here. Um, And Lisa will be here to just give us a yarn about this exciting new project. Welcome to Diaspora Blues, Lisa. Thank you so much. It's lovely to be here with you. I'm so glad that you are here. I never get guests in. It's usually through the phone. Totally. Yeah, no, it's really nice to like actually talk face to face, even if we're separated by glass. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So you write, host and cut shifting subjects, but you do so much more. Let's get to know you first. What can you tell us about yourself that is relevant to today's conversation? That's relevant. Okay. Um, (laughs) Well, I'm a producer and my background is in journalism And I started this podcast, I wanted to do a project about Asian Australian stories, because sort of, in my everyday work, I just kept noticing, you know, when you when you're working as a journalist, your antenna is always up, and you're always looking for potential stories or interesting things that, you know, other people might want to hear about. Mm. Um, And I had so many sort of like, pings in my head of just like, oh, this, this story about this Asian Australian would be amazing. And this story would be amazing. And I'd like to ask a bunch of Asian Australians how they feel about this thing because I have certain feelings about it. Um, mm. And I just couldn't find a home for them. And then I realised, oh, well, just make a home. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, um, yeah, that's how the podcast came about. Um, what else can I tell you about myself? Mm. Uh, I really love documentaries. I really love um, experimenting with stuff, which is why 
each of the different episodes of the documentary of Shifting Subjects, the podcast is its own self-contained documentary and each one's really different. Yes, you're so right. And it kind of also reminds me, there's a lot of 90s film, maybe because there's a discussion about milk bars, footy. Mm. It's just such a throwback, which I appreciate. Our show is called Diaspora Blues. And when I have guests, sometimes I might ask them, what's your diaspora blues? So Mm. meaning, have you ever thought about or struggled with uh, questions about community and belonging? I was wondering if you had any reflections on that. Yeah, I think it kind of speaks to why, you know, shifting subjects came into existence in the first place is that, you know, we get told, I get, you know, growing up, I got told and we get told in the media Um, And in just sort of the general zeitgeist messages about who we are um, and, uh, you know, we as as Asian as an Asian person, Mm. I get told about myself um, a lot, you know, like exploring the term Asian Australian. It's so broad. What could it mean? You know, you can start from anywhere, basically. Exactly. And so, I mean, I I keep coming back to this memory that I had um, from when I was like, eight in primary school, right? And um, there were these, there were two new students at the school and they were, um, they had just moved to Melbourne from China. And I remember the older one was my age and she was obviously having a very hard time. Um, And I remember her one day crying in the playground. And I thought like, oh gosh, like how do I, how do I help? And I was like, well, I'm Asian, she's Asian. I went up to her and I started speaking Vietnamese. Um, And she looked at me like I was just like, I don't know, like I was taking the piss or something. And I realized like in that moment as an eight-year-old, like, oh, yes, we're all Asian, but we're not all the same. We can't speak the same languages. But I think that sort of goes to sort of the messages that we ingest about ourselves. And so... Um, yeah, like working on this podcast has been about actually just seeing things for yourself, you know, rather than, you know, if if someone tells you it's raining, it's your job to look out the window and see if it's raining. It's not about balancing, you know, someone who says it's raining with someone who doesn't, right? Mm. So, um, yeah, it's about being clear eyed and about sort of going, well, what do I see and who's in my world and, um, what do they have to say to me? Yeah. I'm just thinking of um, baby Lisa trying to do all the right things and then realising, hang on a sec. Yeah. I've been misled by Hanson's Australia. Once again, I've been swindled. Oh, speaking of Hanson, you wrote an article for The Overland. I think it was called Pauline Hanson Goes to a Restaurant or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God, that was hilarious. Can you you give us a recap of that? Yeah, sure. I I wrote about it because – so I grew up in Melbourne, but I also spent uh, a lot of my childhood in Canberra. And – so, yeah, I mean, Canberra, Canberra bubble, nation's capital. There's this Vietnamese restaurant that's quite close to Parliament House and it's sort of known for having a lot of, um, what are they called, like sort of restaurant recommendations or like sort of thank you cards. Lots of famous people will come in and write on an A4 sheet of paper in like big texter saying this is the best food I've ever had, you know, and they've got like it's a who's who Um wall-to-wall different politicians um, and and notable journalists as well. And I looked to this, like I I sat down one day and I looked to the side and there was Pauline Hanson saying, this is the best meal ever, Vietnamese restaurant, best meal ever. And I thought, 
this this isn't quite right. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, actually, uh, after I wrote that, um, after I wrote that article, uh, another time I went and visited there, and she was actually sitting on a table behind me. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's insane. The hypocrisy as well. Like, it makes you wonder if she really felt that way, or if it was just a gimmick for her not to not to realize leaving that note and leaving that note in that restaurant as well. Like the cognitive dissonance is one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, and I think it sort of goes to you know, it goes to the idea of like, you know, people talk about food as this kind of great connector and this sort of like way of uh, bringing cultures together. And it sort of um, kind of demonstrates the limits of that kind of exchange, doesn't it? Mm. Um, Yeah. Yeah, it's very idealistic. And it also goes back to the whole, um, was it Harmony Day? Australia has this thing about let's celebrate your culture, but everything else, please leave that behind. Leave That's that right. Home. Don't well, bring that out with you. <laughs> let's just eat the same food and leave it at that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. 100%. So let's look at shifting subjects. So in the first episode, you explore your love and hate relationship with AFL, yes. um, which is hilarious because I... I hate it. Tell me your feelings. I know nothing about it. I know nothing about AFL other than it just puts me off and just the things that I see on the tally, the misogyny, the racism, it really doesn't endear you to the sports, right? Right. Um, I was wondering where does that ambivalence come for you? Is it the same thing? Yeah, except like, I mean, on on the sort of pro side, I've got friends who absolutely love it and you know that kind of love for something and that passion is quite infectious um and you know I sort of I love being part of things you know like if you know a big film like a big anticipated film drops like I will be in there with people because I just like the kind of atmosphere right and I enjoy the atmosphere of AFL in that in that similar way or like it starts to it kind of gets seductive when I have people around me who are really into it um yeah, I, I, and I also think like, I mean, I have similar feelings around even things like the arts, right? But like with football, I think it's particularly interested, interesting because it's pronounced because, you know, in sport, it's about being part of a team. Mm. It's about cohesion. It's about working together. It's about putting your differences aside and working towards the same goal. And yet, um, over and over again, we just like hear these stories or we get these reports of just like really egregious instances of, you know, you know, on the milder side, there's like not including people, not mm. paying people or not, um, yeah, not giving people their due. But on the, on the most egregious side, there's like, I mean, the, the, the allegations around the Hawthorne Football Club, um, Shout out to um, Tierre, who was um, not the Hawthorne, but Collingwood. Tierre was like really the catalyst for that, just kind of sharing their story and mm. and kind of making sure that it stays in the spotlight. Because, you know, it's one thing for one person to talk about racism, but unless there's like, unfortunately, unless there's like documents that back up their claims, no one's going to take it seriously. That's um, right. So one, one person who I found was one of my favourite subjects I guess Mm. in the first episode her name is Shamsia she is a Geelong Cats super fan Mm. Um, and I guess because she was she came across very charming and earnest and like very driven Mm. why did you feel it was important to include her voice in this episode she is like my main 
footy fan friend. Um, and so, and I, I'm just so fascinated by, so, so Shamsia's sort of story in this episode is that, you know, she came to Australia from Afghanistan at eight years old. And in the same year that she arrived, she saw the grand final for the first time. And that's when she saw her first game of football. It was uh, Geelong. I can't remember who they were up against, Mm -hmm. but um, she just picked the team sort of somewhat arbitrarily and they won. And she just sort of got this like thrill and she sort of got this like injection of like all the best things that football has to offer a fan and a newcomer, right? It's like so easy to join in. It's so, it's kind of easy to pick up, you know, the fundamental aspects of the game. Mm. Um, And to me, she's someone who works, you know, from that moment has worked so hard to, um, like she's poured so much time into understanding the sport, learning the player names, learning different play tactics and strategies and dynamics. Just from watching it as well. Just from watching TV, which I just find like incredible because, you know, a lot of people – um, in Melbourne in particular, you know, it's a kind of a sport that you can inherit, right? Like um, for a lot of footy fans, it's like you grow up in amongst this kind of milieu of, um, you know, footy supporters and, mm. you know, you, you don't even pick a team when you're younger. You you get one from your family. Exactly. But for Shamsia, she was starting from scratch and she the amount that she was able to achieve as a fan um, and knowledge base was like incredible to me. So I, and. Not only that, but she sort of has butted up against the limits of what the game can offer yes. um, people who are racialized. As I was listening to her, she was saying all these like positive things and, you know, really, um, I guess, positive experiences she was sharing. And I was thinking, oh, God, is this going to go down the lane of football saves everything? Yeah. <laughs> and then you realize, no, hang on a sec, this is more nuanced because there are things that you said that she goes up against and... The way she handles it is also very, not optimistic, but it's very, that's what I'm looking for. It's very admirable as well because Mm. it's easier to just go, screw this, I'm never going back. Which I also think is quite a valid reaction, right? Um, 100%. It's just that she, and I, I think everybody, there were three people that I interviewed for that piece and all three of them have found a way to inhabit some space in within that sort of landscape that is yeah harsh for racialized people Mm. um and so yeah I mean I think rejecting it is just as valid as as sort of persevering um but I yeah Mm. I agree I admire I admire the way she just sort of had to think about it and decided no I'm you know (laughs) footy's fun I I want to have fun I'm going to make sure that I can give myself some fun, right? I love that. And mind you, listeners, this is just one episode. There's, <laughs> there's I think, five altogether. There'll be five, there? yes. So there's two are out. Can you not necessarily give away your secrets, but <laughs> can you give us a sneak peek of the kind of conversations that you're going to have in the episodes to come? Yeah, sure. Um, so uh, the, the episode that will drop later this week is – it's about the artist Angie Pai. Um, and actually, she's just had an exhibition that's like a couple of blocks up from 3CR. So, um, yeah, ha- go have a look. Uh, she's a multidisciplinary artist. And it's sort of, it's a bit of a Russian doll story in that, like, there's that story. And it's about her relationship with her mum and uh, her mum as a muse and how that has sort of gone into making a particular work which is a film called listen to mama but it's viewed through the lens of her friend alan 
who um, was meant to actually be working on this podcast with me but couldn't because he had to care for his mum. So it's sort of like this meditation on mums, really, mm. um, through like the artwork of Angie. It's, yeah, it's, um, it's a ride. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, then there's also like uh, I do a story on uh, the closing of the Footscray Primary uh, Vietnamese bilingual yes. program. I spoke to someone, um, Tony, a uh, parent oh, who, yeah, from yeah. the school, about it when there was when the petition was happening. It's, mm. just, it's so upsetting. Yeah, yeah. He yeah he makes an appearance in the um, in the episode. Shout out to Tony. <laughs> Shout out to Tony. <laughs> um, yeah, and his his son Moon as well. Mm. Um, yeah, actually, really loved really loved working on that story. So there's that. And uh, the last one will be on the Golden Dragon Museum in Bendigo. So I go a little further afield. That's awesome. Oh, my God. I can't wait to check out all the episodes. And I can't can't wait to also visit the exhibition. I will share a link to that exhibition. I'll do my Google so you can I'll send you something, yeah. Send me something. Thank you so much for chatting with me. I really appreciate it. For coming in as well. Like, you could have been doing... So many better interesting things. As if. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I like to hear. You see, I was fishing you in. <laughs> Thank you. I had a lot of fun. Awesome. That was Lisa Divisi, the host of Shifting Subjects. Lisa also writes and cuts the episode, which is very impressive. Impressive, sorry. Shifting Subjects is a liminal podcast and a proud member of the Broadway Podcast Network. If you loved hearing from Lisa, check out Shifting Subjects on all good listening apps. I think that is it from me. I don't want to take up too much of your time. If you want to listen back to this episode as a podcast, go to our 3CR page at 3cr.org.au forward slash Diaspora Blues. We are also on Instagram at Diaspora Blues 3CR. Taking us out now is Beyonce with Plastic Off the Sofa um, from her recent album Renaissance. And stick around because up next is Paul Factor with Urban Voices. I'm Ian Shirwa and you've been listening to Diaspora Blues. Boy, I know you can't help but to be yourself around me, yourself around me. Oh. And I know nobody's perfect, so I'll let you be, I'll let you be. It's the way you Thank you.
can't help but be yourself. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.